What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Divi Crypto Podcast. And today I am joined by Cap, the project owner of Arsenal. How's it going, Cap? I'm good, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited to to get into the realm of NFTs with you because I have been bullish on NFTs for a very long time. I've been playing with them to, since 2017 with CryptoKitties. So I'm really eager to learn more. Oh, wow about Arsenal. But before we get into it, let's hear your origin story. What's your background? How'd you get into this whole space? <clears throat> well, I'm I'm an IT guy by trade. I've been a network engineer for probably about the past 10 years. I've been into crypto since 2009. I remember buying Bitcoin at like 200. And it just seemed like the next logical evolution for me, seeing as how I'm a tech guy. If something like this is brand new to the space, it's pretty much a revolution in, in currency and technology as far as I'm concerned. So it definitely appealed to me and captivated me. So it was only natural that I gravitated toward it. Mm -hmm. So what was it that kind of kicked off Arsenal? And, and can you walk us through everything that you're, you're trying to accomplish with it? Uh, well, I've been in DeFi since probably about 2018, since its inception. And I've watched it grow to the the monster that it is now. But I feel like in the space itself, dude, there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of people doing cool things, but there's still a lot of people doing the same old thing, the same old rebases and high APYs. I mean, to me, that stuff is just Ponzi based. There's you're just trading money back and forth between all the members that have put their money in. There's no real sustainability in any of that stuff. Uh, I was a part of quite a few platforms and I think what really got me into starting my own project was losing $80,000 at the start of the year. So I got the uh, rug pulled. I don't know if you heard about Arbix finance. Did you uh, hear no. about them? No, I no. remember just during the whole sort of craziness of 2021 and 2022, there was rugs everywhere. Oh, left it was terrible, page. dude. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, I could name five or six off the top of my head, dude. It was, it's bad. But I think that was the turning point for me where I realized you know, this is ridiculous. As big as the space is, it kind of is the wild, wild west yet. You know, you have all these developers that are, anonymous and they hide behind the discord. Nobody really shows their face. And as far as I'm concerned, the people that have showed their faces were supposed to be trusted people in the space and they ended up doing a lot of damage as well. I'm not going to name drop, but I'm sure we can all figure it out. So, you know, it was at that point that if you're going to create a project, the, the revenue needs to come from the outside. If you're just trading money between each other, then it's Ponzi based. It's not sustainable. You're going to have to bring new people in, in order to, to fuel the environment consistently for everybody. So mm -hmm. I created this project kind of in, in the lines of what other projects do. A lot of these projects like Olympus Dow and, you know, Time Wonderland, they've amassed a treasury, but they're not really doing anything with it. Like they have hundreds of millions of dollars sitting there. To me, that's money that could be used to build other DeFi applications and products 
and share the money with your community because they're the ones that got you to where you are. And to me, the rewards, you know, some of these people put in, like myself that I lost, put in chunks of money. And then these sites only offer you like, you know, 15% or 20% APY if you stake your token. Meanwhile, they have hundreds of millions of dollars just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So the goal of my project was, you know, via the bonding app to amass a treasury and take that money and build other DeFi products that create revenue from outside of the ecosystem and then pay back in stable coins to the token holders based on the percentage of the circulating supply that they're holding. So can you, can you walk me through the, just so I can wrap my head around it, the bonding mm-hmm. app? Because I'm familiar with bonding curves and things like that. But could you walk me through what, what exactly you're referring to when you say like the bonding app? So the bonding app, it's basically you buy tokens, our native token, ANFT, at a discount. You know, I, I just, it was set at like 38% recently. I just dialed it back a little bit, but you buy tokens and there's a vesting period, so you can't cash out right away. And the way our bonding app is set up, 10% goes to project fees to cover the costs for our servers and our databases and all sorts of fun stuff we have running in the background. And then 20% of that goes to purchasing ANFT at market price. And the other 70% goes into what we call the war chest, which basically is the the community vessel for the funds that are going to be used to build community applications and other DeFi apps. Mm -hmm. And and when I was reading into it, I saw the spoils of war was like the kind of concept around the smart contract, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of in line with the whole war theme we got going on. You know, the name Arsenal, it wasn't picked because of the football team or soccer, it was picked more so as Arsenal, like something in our toolbox. You know, we plan to have a whole bunch of things at our disposable that it's going to make money for the community. So that's more of where the thought process was. But the mm-hmm. Spoils of War, I think, is pretty unique. There, there isn't any other projects out there doing that right now. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw the graph on the page, but the Spoils of War. It calculates over a 30-day period based on your holdings. So there's two airdrops. The first airdrop is what your percentage of holdings is based on that 30 days against circulating supply. So, for example, uh, let's say we have apps that generate revenue that total $5,000 for 30 days. If you're holding 50% of the circulating supply, then you're entitled to 50% of the spoils of war. So you would get an airdrop for Mm $2,500. And then the second airdrop is basically a combination of the ANFT tokens in the liquidity pool and our bonding contract. Because they're part of the overall ANFT contract and rewards are to be paid out to the bonding pool and the liquidity pool. But if that was the case, nobody would be there to claim it. So we've redirected the payouts for both of those as a second airdrop to be split evenly amongst all holders. Got it. I, I think know it's I, kind of confusing. <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I think that the terminology uh, between all these different sort of models 
uh, is interchangeable. Like a lot of like airdrop the word airdrop, you know, a lot of yeah. people associate that as like kind of a jump start to kick off a project. Whereas this is more of a distribution in, in terms of like how I'm, how I'm viewing it. But from, from the a high level, this is a, like a bonding app that people can get involved in. And then you and the, the team are making investments in NFT-centric kind of DeFi apps out there uh, that are external to that bonding app, right? And then yep. profits from whether they're uh, staking or I guess a follow-up question is what apps and what NFT-centric applications are you are being invested in? So I have a slew of ideas for NFT-centric applications. I'm not really telling anybody what they are because I think I think they're going to go over really well and nobody's doing it. So I don't want to I don't want to give up my thunder. I'm playing these pretty close to the chest, but I'll just say that right now NFTs are are only scratching the surface of what they're capable of. I think so many people are just focused solely on the art and the music, which I also think, you know, is, I think that's a big deal also to artists and producers to be able to mint their own music and get a fair portion of, you know, what their collections are worth. But I think NFTs are capable of a lot more. And that's kind of where some of my other ideas focus on that nobody's doing right now. So I can't really divulge that. I don't want anybody to beat me to it, you know? Got it. Got it. So the war cycles are 30 days, and that is mm-hmm. the kind of cycle in which the spoils of war contracts release the distribution slash airdrops to that the holders. So Got it. the other thing that's unique about our platform, once we build these applications, a lot pretty much all of them, if you can you can pick any DeFi application you want. But your payouts are based on the price of the token that's affiliated with the platform. So mm-hmm. your perfect example, if you buy a coin at $200, who cares if you're making 300,000, 325,000% APY, mm-hmm. you buy a coin at 200 and it goes down to $2, it's going to take you that much longer to make your money back, yet alone make any money at all. Mm-hmm. So I think there's... I think people see these high numbers sometimes. I think, I don't know if, you know, we've become conditioned to see this as a fantastic thing, but when you sit down and think about all the possibilities and all the things that could happen, and especially if it's tied to the price of the token, you could be looking at some pretty disastrous things. Who cares what the APY is? So for our apps, we've, we're going to pay out in stable coins, our ANFT token is more of an IOU. You know, you hold so many, you're owed so much in stable coins. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if ANFT, if you bought it at a hundred bucks and it goes down to $2, what matters is the quantity that you're holding. The price is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that is, that's a good point about the, these sort of bonkers uh, APYs that people were, were really drawn to when, very much a lot of the the DeFi kicked off with Uniswap in the early days where everybody was trying to attract liquidity into their pools and you had these just sort of crazy numbers that people were throwing out. But yet, 
it, it wasn't really realized by a lot of newcomers that that was in the token itself. It wasn't in something like a stable coin or something that actually was a stable. It was uh, something, something that could go to zero. And in many cases it did. And those APYs were irrelevant because they were just sort of making um, zero on top of zero over and over again. So there's, there's a lot of, of looking back on DeFi summer. I think that was in 2020 and just sort of the crazy craziness that happened around that. Uh, You know, I'd love to get your take on where we are today in terms of the, the ecosystem as a whole. Like you, you've really designed some pretty clever tokenomics. I like the idea of the size of the bag that you hold is correlated to the amount of stable coins that you get from profits that are external. I think that that's, that's a very clever model. But I want to know from your, your perspective what, where the whole ecosystem is with DeFi. I'll be honest. I don't really think it's any better than it was a couple of years ago. I think everybody's still stuck in that mentality about high APYs. And I think, especially over the last year, probably, I think a lot of people with all the rug pulls are disheartened. I think a lot of people got into a lot of these things because some of them were still brand new at the start of the year with these crazy APYs. There was a lot on the Avalanche blockchain. Uh, There was quite a few on the Avalanche blockchain. And it just seems like everybody did the copy and paste move and a whole handful of them did the same thing, just pretty much rugged everybody. So I think a lot of people are still kind of reeling from that. I know I'm not happy about my losses, that's for sure. But... You know, I think there needs to be people out there that can show the community that there are people out there trying to do the right thing. There are people who have the best intentions, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time for people to vet those people and kind of forget about all the other craziness that happened. So I just, I just think the community in general has their guard up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So what stage is Arsenal at now? Like, what can you share with us in terms of status um, that the project is at? Uh, so we've been live for probably about like a month and a half, and the project's pretty much ready to go. We're we're doing some advertising, and I know crypto is a very complicated thing. And I'm I'm a tech guy, so I kind of it's a little easier for me because I've been versed in tech for a decade now. But even still, learning there was you know, some brand new terminology and brand new things that you had to get acclimated to. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the mechanisms that are out there and my bonding app included, I think a lot of people are kind of, you know, they're, they're intimidated by it because it's, it's something that's not used too often. It's something that's not seen too often. And right now we're in the middle of developing uh, a fiat on ramp for people who want to participate in the ecosystem without actually learning crypto. We're currently working with our web developer to develop a new site that's a companion site for Arsenal NFT to kind of onboard people who just want to use Fiat via PayPal to kind of get them in the ecosystem and active without actually getting their hands dirty. Mm -hmm. Nice. And and do you see this as something that... You know, because you you have some pretty in depth tokenomics that I really enjoy, by the way. Because I 
Thank I've you. been uh, playing around with tokenomics for quite some time, and I I majored in economics and, and game theory, and I'm obsessed with a lot of the different attributes that nice. projects come up with because it's just a beautiful example of um, you know some really really cool things that used to just exist in a textbook to me. So it's fun right. to see it <laughs> in That's in action. Cool. So uh, you know, I I really like the idea of the the sort of marginal contribution from each person that's holding percentages of these tokens i guess what type of governance or what type of power could i have as you know obviously i get a percentage of the stablecoin returns but are you planning on doing any sort of you know governance dao component yeah so we do have a snapshot.org page and once we amass enough money to make our first project, the amount of tokens that you hold is also going to be used to vote. So we're not really going to touch anything on the war chest without permission from the community because technically it's it's their money. And I feel if we're using everybody else's money to build other applications, then everybody should have their fair share and fair their fair say in what we do with it. So mm-hmm. I definitely would like to utilize our snapshot.org page to give everybody a vote and a voice in the direction that the project takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shifting gears, uh, the finale question is what you're excited about. So when you wake up in the morning and you're checking your phone, what is it outside of Arsenal that, that gets you hyped? Anything technology. I mean, I'm a network engineer at a local resort here and I just... I don't know, man. There's just something about technology that appeals to me. I, I like to tell everyone I never work a day in my life because I go to work and I love what I do. And I play with servers and all sorts of switches and routers all day. I'm like a kid in a candy store, man. I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Getting excited about technology. And a bonus question for everybody that's listening. Uh, I do want to know, you know where you see this going. Over the next year, two years, three years, what is the moonshot view of Arsenal in your in your eyes? Like, what what could it become? Uh, I think it could be huge. I, I'm really excited right now about our fiat on ramp because I've had so many people that you know I've been investing in crypto since 2009. And so many people come to me and they want to get involved, but they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And I kind of show them and they're daunted and they're like, hey, if I give you money, can you just do it for me? So that's kind of where the idea of the fiat on-ramp came from for people that want to get involved but don't actually want to get their hands dirty. And I think it's an untapped market, to be honest with you. I think there's so many people who want to take a step in that direction but you know, just don't have the time to, to learn it because there is a huge learning curve. Let's, let's be honest, man, especially if you're not a tech savvy person, it's definitely going to take you some time to comprehend all the mechanics and everything behind it. So Mm -hmm. to me, I think that could be our moonshot is onboarding people who want to get involved and only use fiat, but still hold crypto. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun going through the tokenomics. I love talking about this just because I'm, I'm, uh, I went to Permissionless, the conference in West Palm Beach with DeFi, and it was really fascinating. Oh, awesome. Just learning all the different things that people are building, and now is the time that the true builders, uh, you know, are are out and, and building. So it's fun to see 
these types of really detailed, uh, you know, platforms that you're working on. I appreciate so well that, done. man. Thank you. Well yeah. So those are all the questions that I have. Where can people go and learn about Arsenal? ArsenalNFT.org. Every single link you'll need is on that homepage right there. Stop in. The link for the Discord is there. Drop in and say hello. There's a newsletter at the bottom. Sign up. Stay up to date. And that's pretty much it, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, wherever you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, definitely check all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that is Arsenal, Cap. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.